we're right. live. Well, it's been a and it's been a long week indeed. Some of us are barely alive, I imagine, uh, around the country or wherever you're listening, because it's been a long week. There's been a lot going on, yeah. in and out of magic. But we're mostly going to talk about magic because <laughs> that's that's what we do. Yeah. Uh, and mostly in magic, we're going to talk about commander because. I don't think either of us play arena God, uh, or will. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, you, uh, I guess you want to start with uh, the monthly format at our league uh, that's going on, and kind. Of, uh... Oh yeah, because you know we have uh, every quarter we do special event mm-hmm. type deals. Uh, you know, keep things interesting and fresh for all our players uh, in League. Uh, at least that's what the store does, to be fair, in the League organizers. Uh, we're just people who talk about it, yeah. to be fair. <laughs> uh, like, the first month of each quarter is... Or is it two two months? First two months is a build challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, where if you build a specific type of deck with certain restrictions... Uh, you get an extra ticket for the raffles, you know. You don't even have to win, you just play it. And, uh, like, last quarter, the build challenge was uh, past and present, uh, where you could play two versions of the same legendary character as your commander yeah. partnered. Uh, like, and one of them could be a planeswalker, if that was the case. So, like, I had... Obnixilis and uh, Unshackled and Obnixilis the Hate Twisted and I was playing like a, a draw make people draw, make people tutor, make people discard deck it was, it was kind of fun and uh, Brian you were running uh, I was Gator? going to I, just, <laughs> I wasn't here for, I think I was here for one league event of it then I had to ship off back to school sadly but yeah, I was going to run Chainer Chainer, yeah. and then if that wasn't ready yet, I technically could run Foreign Clex, Foreign Clex, because I have a plus one, plus one counter deck around the new one, and then I could just run the green one with Ew. it. And just never play the, the bubble Ooh, I don't know, never, but... <laughs> the deck doesn't isn't built around sure. that one, let me put it that way. <laughs> Fair. Although unfair. No. <laughs> uh, and then our last month we had a the, the last month of each quarter we have a game mode challenge. And last month's was a, a game game type called treachery, yeah. uh, which is very similar to a game type called thrones. Mm-hmm. Um. And both are very fun, um, in my opinion. Uh, sometimes things can get out of hand, of course, because of the cards. Uh, but they're basically like a, a hidden allies or hidden enemies game. And <clears throat> one person's a leader, uh, and then there's two people who are enemies. One person's an ally, one person's basically has their own yeah. motives according to their uh, face down roll cards 
and a lot of the fun of the game is trying to figure out who your friends are and not accidentally <laughs> kill your teammate. <laughs> yeah, so Thrones is designed for five and up, um, and Treachery, um, I think, works best with five and up, but uh, can work with four and up. Um, yeah, we definitely tried it with four. Yeah, with four, it's okay. Um, it's also pretty awkward with six, I've found. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah. <coughs> so Thrones is a classic League thing. We've been playing that since... It, it has existed at League since before I started playing there. So, you know. It's it's pretty much been there, I think, the whole yeah. time. We'd have to ask, like... Because um, so, it was there when we'd I We'd have to ask too. Andy if it's been there... If it was there originally. I think he's the only one who's... Because I think he was there when they were just doing, uh, like, it was a private event. But, uh... Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, basically the way it works, you randomly div divvy up roles. And if it's... Well, should we just do five-player games for the examples for these? Because they all... Yeah, because I think that's what most people yeah. would do. In most situations. So, one per one person's the king. The king in Thrones is the same. We'll explain that later. Two are bandits. The bandit's role is to kill the king. Um, one will be a knight. Um, the knight's role is to win with the king. Um, and one will be a renegade. They have a separate role. Now, in Thrones, there is another role. Um, it's called nobles. In six players, you remove the renegade and play with two of them. In seven players, you play with two of them and a renegade. Uh, their goal is to kill the assassins and then the king. Um, so they're kind of like a soft ally for a king in bigger games is how they balance it out. Um, and that's kind of the gist of it. Every and Everybody but the king, and this is the same in uh, Treachery, but the king's called the leader, starts the game face down, so you don't know their roles. And in Thrones, they all have stipulations to be flipped up, except for bandits and nobles. Uh, all bandits and some nobles uh, can instantly flip up to do an effect, but then you're exposed. Uh, some of the bandits... Uh, oh, that's right, that's right. <clears throat> Specifically the the worst guard. Yeah. <laughs> have to opinion. kill somebody who's not the king. Ugh. That's the point. Um, but, so it's kind of... The king, the king card is very strong. I think uh, explaining that is key to it, so... It... It's very yeah. political. And I think this is the one thing Thrones has over treachery is that it really encourages people not to just rush down the king if you're the assassin, uh, because he will just pay off people to hurt you. So the king's card uh, taps to activate. You either have to pay four mana, I believe, or exile a card from your hand. I've almost never seen people play, pay mana for it. Um, and you can give target non-king player um, a card, like they can draw a card, they can gain some life, or they can get the biggest one, three mana of any one color. Which is just ridiculous. <laughs> and it does tap the king's it does, yeah. card, so it can only be done once per thing. And there's no... It's kind of like a Planeswalker emblem, so you can't just use tricks to yep. untap it. It doesn't untap during anything else except at the beginning but of the game. But notably, it can't be removed. Period. As well. Awesome. Um, so yeah, the king needs to be smart, because if he gives three mana to, like, the bandit at the start of the game, it could just be over from there. Um, 
Yeah, and the king doesn't have to. Correct, the king does not have to. Um, and it is often the be- better choice not to unless you need to win. <laughs> unless you know. <laughs> I think the best use for it I've seen is often like a spell's being cast. Hey, king, can I have three mana to counter that? Is like the common uses for it. But uh, if you know who your knight is, right? Yeah, I'm going to exile basic land from my hand and give you three mana. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> I think that's where the real strength of it is. I think that's where, uh, and that's why people try to pretend to be the knight early on. Yeah. True. I've I've done many shenanigans myself (laughs) as a bandit, especially when I was playing Conrad, because I I was a knight. My my commander is a knight, and I am the knight. (laughs) No, I'm actually the Dragon Lord. Um, haha. But you know, it's it's basically a five. In most cases, a four or five player game of commander with some extra jank, you know, thrown in because all the roll cards have different abilities that can affect the game. They may not synergize with what you've got going on, but they definitely can affect the game. So. In some cases, even if you're just having a crappy game with your draws, your roll can pull you out, in a way. Mm-hmm. I think my favorite card is actually the Renegade of the Jester. So, uh. <laughs> and I just like trying to bait bait people to kill me. Like, I'll go out the gate, I start acting like a bandit when I'm a Jester. Because I want people to kill me. Because when they kill me, I get a random roll card. Yeah. And I, then I know who I'm actually teamed up with. <laughs> but if uh, if somebody kills the king and I'm still the jester, I lose. So I need to I need them to kill me first. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, it's very similar to uh, mafia. If anybody's or town of Salem, if any if you've played those, I think I think I compared it to a. Uh, I think I've heard of mafia. I think I compared it to another game in our. Uh, <clears throat> What's it called? Our thrown episode zero, but I cannot remember the name of it. It was like a Wild West game or something like that, right? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. There's there's a lot of that. It's a hidden role political game, but it's mixed with magic. You're still playing a game of magic, which is great. Um, indeed. And yeah, so that's Thrones. It's a mainstay. I think it's great. I think the only problem I've had with it now is some of the roles are. Uh, I think the most powerful roles are good where they are. I think the other roles need to be tuned up to there. Uh, there's a few ability, few of the roles that um, over the years, um, due to uh, you know the power creep of release cards, the speed creep of the meta, some of the roles have scaled up, while others have scaled down. <laughs> Like, uh, the Dragon Speaker is really strong with a fast-tempo mm-hmm. game. Because <clears throat> turn one, you could flip over, and you've got three 1-1 one, one haste pingers that grow with the things that can. Yeah. And that basically means in turn one, two, three, anything that's played is, is in danger of being mm-hmm. killed immediately. And if you're the king, you're just S-O-L. Because a bandit has re- re- revealed himself 
and they're almost 100% going to kill anything you play to increase the strength of their dragons. Yeah. You know? But at the, and so, at the same time, yeah. if the king can then give mana to somebody to get rid of the pingers, and then you've just negated the uh, bandit's roll card, and they're flipped up. Yeah. yeah. I would say, in a meta that, uh, if your meta is playing like a lot of interaction, yeah. it's not that big a deal. <laughs> If you're silly and you're only focusing on yourself in a casual commander game and not playing any interaction, well, you're going to have yeah. a bad time. Because nobody wants... Nobody, it's not a game for people who have decks designed to play mm -hmm. by themselves. It's very... You definitely want to be playing interactive magic when you're playing that game mode, as well as treachery. Yeah. Um, so yeah, do you want to go over treachery? Since I went over, uh, yeah. yeah, treachery's a little a little different in comparison. Uh, each of the cards is has an activated ability uh, that you pay mana to activate. In most cases, and that means that you can activate it anytime you want to or need to, according to the ability and when you need it. And there's not a lot of triggered things that say, oh, you're going to kill me. Instead, I'm going to flip over and do this uh, because I'm dying. So you don't have to wait to die. Uh, the rolls are slightly different. There's no nobles. Uh, just as the game gets bigger, there's more, more, more assassins and more guardians or rub ro uh, rebels and knights. Um, their renegades are called traitors. Basically the same thing. And, but there's varying leader cards. So there's a bunch of different ways that the person who gets stuck, quote-unquote stuck, as the uh, leader can play mm -hmm. their game. Uh, you nev they never know what they're going to get, so they can't build around one particular king role, you know? So, And that king role, usually I've seen they have interactive abilities built in to help them interact with the table or protect themselves, mostly. So... It's interesting. Uh, not quite fond of the leader that gets a two mana XL target permanent. Um, that's kind of annoying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, some of them seem a little good. Uh, one of them is like two and tap your leader card, copy target, uh, activate or triggered ability you control. So. Uh, it, I don't think it says non mana ability. <laughs> It does, so you it can, does like, not. activate Cabal Coffers, activate the... Oh, it is... Yeah, I think some of the leaders are really, really good, and some of them are not that great at all. It can depend on if they synergize. Yeah, with that's a good point as well. Which, in most cases, um, we have kind of the house rule where you pick your decks before you get yeah. your rolls. Which we do for Thrones as well. Because, let's be honest... If if somebody's a uh, assassin and they pick a Voltron commander, well, you're kind of giving away what you're doing. Um, they're not going to let you play because they're like, well, you're probably an assassin because you only want to kill one person. <clears throat> <laughs> I feel like Voltron decks are uh, stronger there than in normal casual games because the Voltron deck really only has to kill one person. Yeah, I mean... Even if you're like, in, even for if you're the king, you really only need to kill three people. Um, 
Unless if your knight helps out. Hopefully they do. If you don't mm -hmm. kill your knight. <laughs> Oops. But that's your own fault. Oh, I guess we should mention, in Thrones, if the king kills his knight, he discards half his, half his hand, loses half of their life, and sacrifices half their permanence, uh, rounded down each time, I believe. Um, yep, and if, and if you kill... If you would win the game in the same turn that you killed your knight, you actually lose yeah. the game. So, so if if you do like some aristocrat combo, uh, and kill the whole table, well, you actually mm -hmm. lose. But uh, this rule does not exist in uh, treachery. You are free to swing away at your knight. Which could cause problems yeah, in itself. Which isn't a good thing to do. <laughs> but uh Yeah. It uh it's I think it's something Thrones does better because it encourages the king to play smarter. But uh Yeah. I don't know, maybe maybe I'm just being a boomer. <laughs> I mean possibly. Yeah. But, uh... But they're both different games modes, yeah. you know? And sometimes these those extra game modes that are outside the norm, or outside of what Wizards of the Coast has made, can make for a, a maybe a once-a-week or once-a-month thing for your play group to play around with, you know, and experiment, and get a feel for utilizing weird strategies you never would have otherwise, you know? Maybe it's a good time for you to bust out that group hug deck you've been holding on to that just can't win otherwise. But now you can actually form an alliance and make teammates, you know? Yeah. Um, in, in Treachery, um has its own website. It's just MTG Treachery. Uh, you can... I believe they have a comprehensive rules list on there with all their downloads and stuff. Um, no idea about Thrones. I don't even know where we found, where the League found Thrones at. Uh, it's a, it's a rabbit hole of link, links and stuff to find gotcha. it. <laughs> uh, but its origin is like a website, like 10 to 15 years old now, I think. Um, but you can always find new versions of it, all pretty much still the same concept. And some of those roles you may have to play around with to fit your group. And if you only have like a four or five player group, you might even mix some of the nobles into the renegades or assassins uh, or bad guys yeah. spots, you know? Um, they're called different. Just to increase the variety. They're called different things, but they're, but they're basically the same. It's traitor is noble. Um... And then assassin is bandit, guardian is knight, leader is king, and then uh, there is no renegade variant in uh, treachery. Oh, the the renegade is traitor. No, traitor is the noble because they need to kill the assassins on the leader. Well, sometimes that's the same thing for the uh, rene renegade. Oh yeah, I guess fair enough. Sometimes, but then there's times where the 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 thrones. <laughs> Renegade is just, uh, I randomly picked this person at the beginning of the game, and if I kill them, I win. 
if someone else kills them, I lose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a bunch of variants. It can cause uh, sometimes the abilities of your random face-down role can affect how you play the game, which may make it more interesting for you. Uh, it's definitely not something for someone who likes to play the same game playlines every single game, because that's not what it was intended for yeah. at all. It's definitely a political variant. That's how I feel about it. Yeah, it's a it's a game mode that uh, targets the actual play. Um. For sure. Definitely a game mode that a deck that's built around the voting cards would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't necessarily win, but that's definitely the, the type of deck that you want to bring to something like that. Like try and pretend to be friends with your group hug deck, uh, seeing where people's allegiances lie with vote cards, you know. <laughs> don't bring an infinite combo because you have to win through the rules of the game. Like, alternate win cons aren't allowed. Yeah. Uh, I know that's the case for Thrones. I don't know if it's for Treachery. It definitely is. Right, yeah. So... I guess that's something we should know. You just uh, have to win through the way your role specifies. And yeah, no things like coalition victory <laughs> or whatever that card is that's banned, yeah. um, or no no uh, lab maniac mm -hmm. uh, or uh, Liliana's contract. You know, none yeah. of that. Uh, but you can just insanguinate uh, for 40. Because that is still your yeah, I mean, role's uh, job. Yeah, I know in Thrones it penalizes yeah, the king for the doing that. Yeah, king gets but, uh, to lose the game instead. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> so it's a pretty fun alternate game type. Uh, definitely something that if you're looking for something to spice things up without, you know, having to build a new deck, that's how you do it. I mean, just print out these cards and sleeve them up, deal them out, see what happens. Yeah, I, uh, I would recommend. I've enjoyed them both a lot. Um, and we yeah. can, here, if we want, we can even put the link to Treachery in our low-tech Discord. We'll do that. Oh, absolutely. Let's see. I'll try and find the link for Thrones as well. Uh, I'll dig it up today at some point. Yeah. Uh, uh, that'll be harder though, so, uh, to note for everyone, so don't it will expect be. that. Yeah. Um, another thing is... is um, I'll also try and upload the PDF for how the league runs for house rules and stuff as well, um, which playing by the league rules plus those games really helps it be more casual. Like, trust it, it definitely is a big difference in fun as far as they go. Uh, so that's what I'll try and get done very soon. 
we'll put that in like uh, links and stuff, oh, maybe. Um, I, I, yeah. I think so. Yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> uh, one way or the other. Uh, so I mean, as far as like those casual game stuff, uh, did you get a chance to play? Uh, you were back in town for a week, you know, from yeah. school. Did you get a chance to play? Treasury yeah, I got a couple there? chances actually. So I got back on Thursday. Um, before last week, so let me pull up the calendar so I can actually um, give the right dates. <laughs> we have to be absolutely timing correct. <laughs> I got back on Thursday the 10th at like midnight, so basically Friday. Um, <clears throat> and then I uh, played on Friday. Um, caught, I believe, one game of uh, Treachery. Um, you'll never guess what roll card I got, Josh. Uh, <laughs> mm, yeah, I will. <laughs> it was the Necromancer. Uh, and this would... You you get that in, like, every game you play This would be the start to a long-running theme for my uh, three nights at League that I had. Um, P.S. As a slight interruption, I'm going to con you here. Yeah. I'll let you finish. Um, if anyone's ever played with Brian or has heard or talked to one of his friends Brian is a necromancy <laughs> philiac well, like, I don't know about that one <laughs> well yeah not that exact word but that that's his his playstyle is very reanimated mm -hmm. like it's his favorite goes to strategy gimmick shtick whatever you want to call it. it it's it's enjoyable for him so when he gets something like the necromancer well <laughs> It, not much changes. Yeah. <laughs> the gameplay is the same. So, Necromancer, I believe, is an assassin. I should know this because I had it every time. But, uh, yeah, it is an assassin. So far. Um, and you yeah. pay seven mana to unveil him. So, decent bit of mana. Um, and you reanimate one card from each player's graveyard. Um, including your own. So, uh... It's pretty decent, I think. It's kind of like a sepulchral primordial, but you get your own graveyard instead of the 5-4 body. Um, which can be really good in late game. Especially in something like Treachery, which usually ends up being more creature-focused. Um, and you get to pick it, so... It becomes a lot better. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh... I got that roll. Played my games. I believe I lost, actually. I don't even think I actually got to activate my card. <laughs> it was kind of a wash. I think, uh... Somebody was playing, uh... A Voltron deck. Just got off pretty early. And, uh, they were the Guardians. So they just started hitting people off one at a time. And I think I was second up on that chopping block. Yeah, I can see yeah. that. <laughs> You were second? Who'd they kill before um, you? Oh, I don't know. Uh, a player I've never seen before. So we're going to call him Joe Schmo. Oh, okay. what, uh, was the person who was playing Voltron someone you played with before? Actually, no. There's been so many new faces at League. I mean, to be fair, uh, like, we've consistently the last two, last month, on Wednesday and Friday, had more than 40 to 50 yeah, players. Insane. So, yeah. 
I've had very few games unless I requested them where I'm playing with people I've played with before, uh, or at least in the same month played <laughs> with them. Like, so the game variance because of our meta, which is because of the league format, is huge. So it's it's hard to play the same game twice. Yeah. In a month. In a month. <laughs> no, I mean, and especially, like, even if you get the same people, there's not a chance they'll be running the same decks, so it's, yeah, you'll be finding yourself in a lot of uh, unique situations at our league, and I think that's something that's great about it. I mean, 50 players is, I mean, I don't know if that's a lot for outside of the state, but, uh, I mean, that seems like a lot to me, and it obviously is for in-state. I mean, it's definitely not a lot if you consider, like, a convention or yeah. something. But that's a lot of people. Like, we had more people at League than we did at a pre-release. Like, it's a lot. Yeah. But yeah, it's been great. I, I've really enjoyed League. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Uh, how how did your because uh, you didn't show up that Friday, um, so your first game was uh, the following Wednesday, right? Yeah, um, I got to play it. Uh, trying to remember what I was that game. I my first game of treachery, I was the traitor or the renegade, mm-hmm. so to speak, and. I was playing my Saison, you know, pretending I'm a group hug deck, like you do, and I'm trying to remember... Was this the game we played together? Basically, uh, no, this was the first game on that Wednesday. I don't think gotcha. you were in it. Um, this, there was like a Karn artifact deck uh, was our leader. And he had the role to exile effects and stuff. And uh, after I helped kill off the pretty much everyone else, um, I went to drop my kill on the commander by playing. Uh, I had Underworld Dreams out, and I went to put Cast Peer into the Abyss <laughs> onto Card. <laughs> and his role, his king role, let him ex- uh, exile. Here ah. in the abyss. No, he, and it was just like, well, Shit. <laughs> <laughs> and and then I died, and because then he animated all thirty something of his artifacts, and I got trouble. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I mean, you were almost there. Yeah, being uh, kind of uh, the to make everyone here you're gonna draw three extra cards beginning your turn and takes take two damage for every card and 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 then oh here's my card that's killing you right now um price of knowledge by the way um and you've got eight cards in your hand here take eight more damage oh you have four more cards and four in your hand take four more damage from my black vice okay it's your turn (laughs) Yeah, and then you played that in our in our game together that night as well, I believe, right? So, so <laughs> I was we were, too much fun. 
had you asked me if we were going to win that game, I would have said no. It was just... It was ridiculous. Um, so it was five-player treachery, um, which is... Let me pull it up here. I have it right here. Five players is one leader, one traitor, two assassins, and a guardian. Um, we played with... Um, oh, who is the leader? I think I know everybody else. I'm trying to remember who was our leader that game. Yeah, because it was Austin as the Guardian, we found out after the game. Uh, Cameron as the traitor. Um, oh, it was Ryan. Ryan playing his Arkelos deck. Yeah, so oh, yeah, we had Arkelos as the leader. <laughs> the, uh, if he's untapped, everything enters untapped. Tapped, everything enters tapped. Um, and his roll card, it has two counters on it. Or, no, it had two counters in this game. When you flip it up, you get counters on it equal to half the players in the game rounded down. So in a five-player game, two. Then you can pay three mana and remove a counter from it, not tapping it, so you can use it twice, to uh, counter target spell or ability that isn't from another roll card. Um, then we had a Guardian, played by Awesome, huge friend of mine, did the art of our Discord uh, picture. Um, she's great. Uh, she was the guardian. Never flipped up, so I forget what hers did. Um, Cameron was playing the traitor, and his ability was when you unveiled it, it cost X and two, and you got X of these mines. And the mines you could pay two tap, sack the mine, destroy target non-land permanent as controller loses two life. And them having to tap is important. Um, I was playing the necromancer. <laughs> <laughs> And what was your role again, Josh? You were the assassin with me, but I don't know what assassin. Uh, I don't remember what assassin I was. <laughs> I don't think it was relevant to what I was doing. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. I can't remember. But yeah, um, the game went... And Cameron was playing Umbris. Um, Austin didn't really get to play. She got killed by a really early Umbris. <laughs> it wasn't a great game for Austin, I'm not going to lie. Um, you were playing Saison, and I was playing Chainer, Red Black Chainer. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> Cameron got to a huge early start, and so did the King. They were both ramping really hard, because that's uh, how Arcos works. Cameron got Doffy Voidwalker out, which, if you've looked at Josh's <sighs> deck list and understand how Chainer works is very bad for us. <laughs> but, uh... Yep. You know, I don't want to go through the play-by-play, -play, but, uh... The game ended with Josh having, uh... Underworld Dreams. Um, another card with an effect like that? Which one was it? I was Omnixless Hate, Hate Twisted. Black Vice in play. Um, and then he cast... Uh, dark deal. Um, put me to, put me to like six. Put Cameron to six. Put the king to like, uh, I want to say like ten or twelve. Actually, twelve and six cards in hand. Originally, drew five. Went to ten. Went to a twelve, or something like that. They were at twelve after the fact, uh, and they had six cards left in hand. Then I reanimated. Uh, what's it called? Magus of the Wheel. No, it was, uh, I reanimated 
his Doffy Voidwalker in response to it, Cameron's, with the Necromancer. Oh, because uh, his, it still had the uh, coin from the Doffy Voidwalker. Yeah. Uh, it had the Void Counter. And because my Dark Deal got exiled with the Dothy, you were able to cast my yeah. Dark Deal. So I cast your Dark Deal, killing myself, <laughs> putting the king to two, killing Cameron. Cameron couldn't blow up Underworld Dreams because his mind's entered tapped because Arkelos was tapped. <laughs> um, and then the king died on his draw step. Yes. <laughs> uh... It was it was definitely an interesting game, for sure. <laughs> it was uh, oh that was so no. funny. It was a fun game too, uh, definitely. Like that game would have played a lot differently as a like a four person pod. Like it wouldn't have been as interesting at all. Yeah, but the, a lot of that was us trying. I was trying to figure out whether you or Cameron were my teammate, and. Then you did your role for the necromancy. Like, well, <laughs> figures it out. That's a yeah. Because <laughs> I think you were. I think you were flipped up at the right. time. I forget. I honestly do because there was so much other crazy interaction. I don't remember why I flipped <laughs> up. Yeah. We had so many fun games over the last uh, week. That it was just like ah, I forget. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, yeah. But it was just a good game all around. I would say. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I think Treasury's a good injection to the our casual mm -hmm. meta. Uh, like, uh, did you play any normal games? Yeah, I played plenty of normal games. Uh, they're pretty good. There's a new group of guys. It's like five guys who all showed up. Uh, they were there last Friday. Um, what's it called? Uh, they're all, I think, part of like a BSU group or something. Nice, nice group of kids. Mm -hmm. uh, first time I've played against the Cultivator Colossus Abundance thing, though, since that's come out. Yeah. Oh. Not great. <laughs> Um, for anybody who doesn't know at home, Cultivator Colossus says ETB, put a land from your hand. If you do, draw a card, then repeat this effect. Um, abundance. Which, by the way, with Kodama of the East, is stupid. <laughs> yeah, fucking. Turn that most green fucking card that's stupid with Kodama of the East tree. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. Uh, just add water. Just add water. <laughs> Yeah, just to add blue. <laughs> it's even dumber. Um, yeah, yeah, so continue. Abundance says whenever you draw a card, you can choose land or non-land, and then you instead of drawing, you reveal till you get one of those. Put that in your hand, put the rest on the bottom. So you just name land every time. So Cultivator Colossus enters, you put all the lands from your... As long as you have one land in hand to start the chain, you put all the land, lands from your deck into play, untapped or... They enter as if you played them from your hand. Um, and then if you have any more lands from your hand, you can play them to draw cards. Um, so yeah, it was pretty It was pretty gross. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, it was still a pretty good game up to that point, and I, I felt like it was at a decent point to end. Ugh. Did, did they have, like, Avenger of Zendikar out while doing this? Because, oh my god. No, no, they had uh, Uvenwald Oddity flipped. Um, so all of his creatures have plus two, plus two in haste. Yeah. Oh. If anything, I think that card's more stupid than Cultivator Clauses. Green should not have haste. <laughs> Did they turn all their lands into creatures? Well, no, but the Colossus like... is 36, 36. Oh, yeah, power oh, toughness okay. equal number of lands. Uh, so that was lethal. And Type then thing. he could play all of his creatures from his hand, and they enter with haste because he has 36 untapped lands. Yeah. I mean, I should yeah, have probably removed the uh, Uvenwald Oddity on my turn. Uh, in the slight chance, I. Uh, in the slight chance that he had Cultivator Colossus. Um, he, because abundance was already in play, but I was playing red black, so I'm not, <laughs> you know, I'm not really gonna deal with that. Hey, you can't respond to, you can't preemptively respond to everything we yeah. don't know, you know. But it's still a good game. Uh, I think. Uh, I played a game with my new demons. Oh yeah. Variant. Um, that was rough. Um, I, I, in the end, before I died, because I did, in fact, <laughs> die, oh my god, um, I peer into the abyss myself, because I'm, I, it was, I was top, I was in top deck, and I've got Liliana's contract out. I'm at, after Liliana's, after doing the peer, I'm at six life, okay? I'm in the danger zone. And, so I draw half my deck. Uh, 37 cards. Boom. Um, I know I'm not going to be able to do much else this turn, because I'm pretty mm -hmm. tapped out. So, I discard all my demons to my graveyard. And I foretell the haunting voyage, while still having Rise of the Dark Realms in my hand. So I'm like, okay, they counter one. I've got another option. Yeah. And then the person next to me plays down Tormod's Crypt and looks at me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, come on. No, no, no. And they're like, okay, fine. And so I don't know how I got out of it, but he exiled somebody else's graveyard instead. I'm like, oh, thank God. And uh, then the vampire player uh, swings at me. And I'm like, no, darkness. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then uh, also during this whole time, uh, another player is uh, taking a turn after everybody else's turn. Uh, which luckily he wasn't drawing too much gas with omniscience, but he was, uh, you know, he was basically drawing card trying to filter through. So about 30 minutes later, I get my turn again, um, and I go to my turn. I'm like, all right, draw, useless. Uh, I will cast my foretold haunting voyage. I'm gonna say demons. The vampire player looks at me and says, Rakdos charm. I'm like, no, no, <laughs> Yeah. And it was, I was yeah, dead I mean, either way. At that point, there's no like, reason to stick around. Even if, even if she'd let the, even if she'd let the Haunting Voyage resolve and all the demons come into play, then she could have those charm me for damage. <laughs> I was dead yep. either way. Like, and budge. 
but it was just it was just like oh ow ugh just being just being yeah, roped along and I mean if you ever were about to win the game uh, Rob could always just he had uh, the draw card deal of damage to visit out and could just poke you yeah it was mm-hmm. it was not a good spot yeah he, and he had uh, with yeah, his lobby yeah Lady of Scrolls the, yeah with plenty of wizards and I was just like well yeah I was dead to rights for so long and people were just tormenting me I'm like <laughs> what did I do to deserve this this game nothing Every other game, I probably deserve something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do some weird shit sometimes. I'll, I won't lie. I'll concur. It's alright, though. Yeah. Uh, Those are the major games that stuck out to me. You know, I played... I was super busy while I was uh, home. Yeah, you were only in town for a week, yeah. I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> It's not much. Uh, did you did you pick up any uh, yeah, new Yeah, actually. So that last day, uh, that last Friday, I did a trade. We both traded like $200 worth of, or like $230 worth of cards. Oh, you managed to finish that trade <laughs> on the hood after yeah, the store we closed? Yeah, cards at like nine. With the, with the phone hanging off of the windshield wiper <laughs> as a light? It was the most ratchet thing I think I've done in a while. <laughs> that was the most casual trade ever so we started trading at like 9 20 right the store closes at 10 we're like no fucking way this is gonna take 40 minutes right um <laughs> 40 <laughs> minutes later i've got a pile of like 36 cards from his binder he has a pile of around the same amount from mine a little bit more and we're like all right you're 26 dollars off i need to find 26 dollars from your binder um but you know, twenty six dollars at a trade like this, it's it's not that much. It's not as big as a gap. To, you're like, we can't do this, but it's a big enough gap to where one person's not gonna be like, oh, yeah, it's fine. It's only twenty six dollars. So <laughs> we have to head out of the store and start doing it on the roof of his car. Um, he finds uh, a card from my binder. I think the Judge Foil Carpet of Flowers. Not Judge promo, the uh, Secret Layer Carpet of Flowers. And that one's 31, so I need to find something from his binder. You're going in the wrong direction. Yeah, so now, now he owes me something. I grabbed Tox Roll from his binder, and now I, now I need eight, now he needs eight more dollars. So, all in all, we like, I actually leave at like 10 20, 10 30. I have to, I don't have anywhere to put these cards because it's like a giant stack of cards. Uh, so I have to hold them in my right hand and speed home for Pathfinder with a bunch of Australians in half an hour. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I don't think I bought anything from ABU while I was there, card-wise. Uh, uh, what about you? Purchased from ABU? Uh, no, I don't think I got anything this week either. That was mm-hmm. a big deal. Well, you got something, um, not from ABU. But... Oh, I definitely got something in the mail that I'm very happy about. I got my... I, I'm late to the party, but um, I finally got the Stranger Things secret layer. So good. So, yes. I'm very excited. I've already built a shell for the Mind Flayer, and now... Since I'm now at... After the Mind Flayer, I'm up to... I think it's 17 mono black shells. Um... So I'm good for yeah. now. Um, I can let that chill. 
Uh, and I'm going to start working on building a way to play each of the different friends forever. That as a 50 cards for this friend, 50 cards for that one, and just whenever I feel like I just throw them together and boom, play. You know? It's going to be interesting. Uh, it's going to be my first step out of mono black into many colors in a long time. For sure. Into many black. <laughs> All the things that can pair with black. Uh, but yeah, I think it'll be fun. Uh, gosh. You know, the uh, Stranger Things cards, we, we reviewed them a couple episodes ago because I got the... Uh, reveal that they're going to be in uh, set boosters for Capenna. Capenna's. Which is... Yeah. Why did they choose to make them all Innistrad art and then make them set boosters in Capenna, not Innistrad? I, I, I don't understand it either. Like, it doesn't... Maybe there's going to be some... Our thoughts have revolved that maybe there's going to be some clues and in investigating going in Capenna because, well with a crime syndicate theme that's going around, why wouldn't you have detectives yeah. in gumshoes, you know? Because that was the thing. Maybe that, but but the art being yeah. in Estrad? Yeah, you're right. Like, that's a bit... Then why not just make it Capetta-themed art? I, I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm thinking too much into this. I, I don't know. Uh, Borsha, or whatever her name is, the, uh, the badass mm -hmm. grandma, like... She's about as close as it gets to Capenna because she's walking around like the freaking Joker with the explosions <laughs> behind her. And, like, her art, I don't care what's yeah, it that's is awesome. Really good. They, did, they um, did do a great job on it. But art. the rest of them are very, very not yeah. Capenna looking. But, uh... Like, hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm still super excited to have them. And, uh... Oh, absolutely. You know, I watched the uh, Batman movie on Friday... And it got me super excited for Capetta, because that's all. I don't I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but that's all super gangster mob boss. It's kind of like a, a pseudo-detective movie. I'm just... What? Batman? Pseudo-detective? No. Well, you know, most of the recent Batman movies haven't really been detective movies, you know? I mean, yeah. that's kind of fair. I see that. Even the Batman series Gotham, or whatever it was, was not really... Batman. Yeah. But it was pretty it was pretty good all around, the Batman movie. Hopefully we get a superhero on Capenna. <laughs> a, a masked vigilante. Oh geez, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> oh, as long as it's not the the wanderer. <laughs> if, it's the fucking, if I hear anything about the wanderer's shitty lore one more time from Wizards in the next year, I go blow a gasket. It's like, oh, here's our automatic filler for holes and plot that we don't know how to fill. Uh, let's just throw this random person who just gets lost <laughs> everywhere. Well, Why are we here? Oh, because this random person got lost here. <laughs> what? Who's this person? I don't know. <laughs> well, why don't we write a plot about them fixing the getting lost everywhere thing? Alright, sounds good. And then immediately the thing breaks and she's getting lost everywhere. We don't... Ugh. I was yep. I was not a fan when I read through the Kamigawa story. It was not, or what there is of it right now. Um, 
was not too enthralled. Uh, but Jake Taxis was cool. So. I mean, I guess. <laughs> if you're into that Nerd kind of thing. Nerd stuff. Oh. And then I think, uh, what's it called? We're probably going to get Capetta spoiler season going on in the next couple of weeks here. Oh, it's going to yeah. be rough, dude. It's going to be hard to keep up with, I, uh, as always, you know. We're just going to have to pick a couple cards here or there that, mm-hmm. you know, fit the bill for us. Yeah. I'm definitely... I think I'm most excited to see the Bant and Naya stuff. Because they're all run by demons, right? And we haven't really seen many Bant or Naya demons. So I think that's going to be interesting. Maybe uh, maybe some new cards yeah. to make your Liliana's contract deck a little better. I mean, right now I'm sitting at 12 legendary demons and I think like 9 others. So I've got plenty of demons. They just, they don't always synergize <laughs> They're <together>. good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not always, you know, but it's variance, you know. That's what kind of makes it fun is just my game plan is to just shit out a bunch of demons. Do they work together? Sometimes. Uh, like Pestilence Demon and Demon of Dark Schemes? Yeah. Oh, that's fucking hilarious. You're all minus two, minus two. Alright, in response to that stack, I'm gonna ping them with the Pestilence Demon. Now even your indestructible creatures die from the minus two, minus two. Ah! Ha! Ha! Ah! <laughs> and then I collect all the energy and I steal something. Yeah. <laughs> And then I turn it into a demon with uh, my inner demon spell. And then wipe the rest of the creatures that aren't demons. <laughs> <laughs> but I am looking forward to a new Obnixilis. That's my homie. Yeah. i am always been a fan of Obnoxious. Like, ever since uh, the Black Oath. Like, yeah. That's my dude. <laughs> uh, and he... He's been getting hosed in the story, too. Yeah, has he? <laughs> uh, I think that's going to come to a swift end with this set, but he hasn't really had a story appearance since War of the Spark, and, you know, he probably, I don't think he had anything major going on in War of the Spark. No, he, he's kind of a flunky stepping stone speed bump mid-boss. Not even a mid-boss, because Liliana, yeah. um... Was was the uh, the the parallel boss of War of the Spark? Like it's kind of a joke, uh, and he's been very mistreated. Yeah. I'd but say. I still remember that B- <laughs> in the BFZ storyline when fucking uh, when him and Nissa went yeah, at well, it. Well, when he just sold the Gatewatch. You know. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but other than that, I don't really think we'll be having many returning planeswalkers in Capetta that I can think about the top of my head. Um, you know, Obnixilis. If if the sets 
if the releases were two two sets into a place, I could see Nissa coming mm-hmm. back. But Wizards is dumb, and we stay in one place <laughs> for one set. Think about it. We get to see more planes, though. We get to see them try and create new places or revamp old places rather than us getting uh, a full taste of, you know, new of the content they're creating that we like. Yeah. Or like, uh, like mechanics. Instead, they're rushing off to a new place and creating another new mechanic that we have to deal with that doesn't get enough fleshing out. Yeah. I, uh... I could go on about food tokens. Uh, treasures are over pushed. Um, <laughs> like, there's a bunch of cool mechanics that they release, and then they jump somewhere else, and we're kind of left with a half-assed strategy. Yeah, you know, I think I think I prefer two sets to, for everything. Uh, I think three was a lot. Three was like way too much for everything. Three was a bit much. Yeah. Um, it, it definitely pushed the envelope, but they also had more investment in the design back then, um, and less of Hasbro trying to push new cards. Because when these new mechanics hit every single set, it warps the meta immediately, and people have to get new cards and buy new stuff. And that's that's my opinion of it. Is, is the reason they're doing it is to to increase revenue. Uh, and. Um, I I can definitely use Magic the Gathering Arena as an example of of how they're doing. No, I, I definitely think that's right. I don't think the set cycle is necessarily for that. I think the set cycle change was more because they uh, felt that they didn't have enough new planes. Because if you think about it, back when we were doing the two planes stuff with Eldritch Moon and Kaladash. Like, in that year, we were only introduced to three new planes. We had Kaladash, Amonkhet, and Ixalan. Um, and then the year after... Yeah, yeah in and a year. In the year after, the year after that, good. though, we didn't see a single new plane. It was... Right, other than but I think they went back... We went to back to Innistrad how this many times? Third. This is only the third. But it, that's the thing. We get to go back to new planes and experience a bunch of new planes. So, like, this year, last year, we went back to Innistrad again. And we saw Strixhaven and Kalheim and Accord. And no, I think Accord was the year before. So we got two new planes and we went back to Innistrad. And this year we're gonna, we got back to Kamigawa and we're going to Capenna. And we're going to have more stuff, obviously, down the line. I think we have Dominaria return and. Uh, uh, I think we have a Dominaria turn and then some, like, water uh, plane, I think they were talking about. Oh, yeah, the War of the Brothers. Yeah, the Brothers War, which I'm excited for. Uh, And, yeah, like, if you've been playing Magic for a long time or any of the story, like, yes. Yeah. The the Urza Mishra fight is going to be... And new Mishra card, dude. Maybe one that'll... Maybe that one will work better in Commander. Maybe be like Mishra. Maybe one that'll be like Mishra. (laughs) But yeah, all in all, you know, I think uh, looking back on last year in Magic, uh, for Commander at least, I think it was pretty good. Uh, Kaldheim was a solid set. 
only real complaints about it was turd grid. Um, yeah, but I would have loved to seen another set of <laughs> snow mechanics. Like, we only got one set of it. Like, they didn't get to fully explore it at all. Like, they barely dabbled in it. And we got a... We got a decent... <laughs> we got a decent amount of snow stuff in just base called Hod. Yeah, but... <laughs> but, but I want more. <laughs> hey, that's, that's fair enough, you know? Um... Strixhaven was kind of I, nice. I, I liked it, but yeah, there weren't really any home run cards from Strixhaven I can think of. New Elder Dragons are fun. I play Shadrix a lot, and he's a super cool card. But when I think about Strixhaven, you know, there's no, like, super uh, great, like, uh, theme or card for Commander, at least, which I think is good. I think it was good to take a step back. The set feels really... Um, I think it was, correct me if I'm wrong, standard modern players, but I think the set, like, didn't ruin standard or modern too much, which is, like, rare for a new set. Yeah, um, I think the biggest changes from there was, uh, recently, around that same time, uh, finally the companions are starting to get banned. Yeah. Is that when they reworked so, it so it was now three for to put the companion into your hand and then you had to cast it? Uh, mm -hmm. They did that, and uh, that <laughs> didn't help. Still. And companions were still the top eight all well, the time. Companions, plural, I think, is pushing it. <laughs> it's just that fucking cat, dude. I don't know yeah, what they were thinking with Laris. He got banned. Yeah, thank God. Companion was dumb. Yeah, I like. It's a game about you know where which in your hand matters in mm -hmm. most cases. So starting the game with an extra card is. Dumb. I I think I really like it on uh high. I think the companions all should have been higher cost stuff. In is my opinion on it. Like, I don't mind Guy Ruta, I don't mind, uh, Obosh. <clears throat> and they should be unique, they should do something unique, I think at least. Where it's, like, not just the thing your deck is already doing, but better. They should, like, compensate for the loss. So, like, um, what's it called? Here, uh, Karuga, the green-blue one. Um... Your deck has to only contain cards of CMC 3 or greater and land cards. But when you ETBs, you draw cards for each uh, other permanent you control with converted mana cost 3 or greater. So you don't get to run all that early draw stuff to churn through your deck, but his ETB fends that off. But Luris, you can only run stuff that's 2 or less, and then you just get to cast it again from your graveyard each turn. Yeah, yeah I think Luris is way too much. Because um, in those formats, you want to be fast. Mm -hmm. So if your deck is built around two or less, all your stuff's going to be fast. And being able to replay it means you're taking away the one weakness of an aggro deck. 
Yeah. Is that it can, once you stop it, you have the advantage. Which means that any kind of control theory is out the window. Mm -hmm. You just aggro, throw out rocks and stuff, and play the rows and get it out, and, like, turn to, like, you clearly have an advantage. Yeah, I mean, like, I think it was... In, if you're playing Vintage, right? Like, and I don't even know if this play line was good, but I remember talking to my friends about it. It was like, you could play Lotus, crack Lotus, play Lurus, cast Lotus for free. And you just got Lurus out for free. Um, and you ignore your first turn of Lurus' ability, basically. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's that's. Yeah, dumb. I think Lurus was... When I, when I look at the companions, there's only eight of them, right? Two don't work in Commander. Um, and I think they're all fine in other formats except for Lurus. Like, I think Zidra has some cool combo stuff you can do. Um, Lutri's super sick outside of Commander. I'm glad they made this card, um, and I'm also glad they banned it before, uh, Commander, before it was released in Commander. But I think it's super sick for Modern and Standard and stuff. I don't know. I kind of liked uh, the cha the change they tried to do, where you had to pay mana to yeah. put it in your hand, and then cast it. But I feel like the the real issue was the fact that it was still an extra mm -hmm. card uh, in hand. So I feel like maybe if they had just said it starts as one of your seven, you put the one card from your hand on the bottom of your deck to put the companion in your hand at the start of the game. Yeah, you know. Why wouldn't why wouldn't that have been a possibility? Because then that takes away the hand advantage, and it's there, which means it can be interacted with. So someone could extirpate or or thought seize and get rid of your companion. Boom. Yeah, but you know you can interact. Well, see, the with thing it. is like, but that sucks for the person playing it. Like you built your deck around something, and then it just gets hand handed on turn one. Like in almost every game. Oh, in black. you mean like like every every sideboard in. Uh, those formats. Yeah, but the difference is the companion, you have to specifically like change the way your deck functions to run it. It's not like you're sideboarding against something. I mean, it's alright, it's not like it stops you from having another companion in your deck, yeah. right? I don't know. You could have more than one of the cards, I think right? This, I think it just starting in your hand at that point, you would just run the card in your deck normally. But then, so then, but then you nullify the uniqueness of companion. I, I think it was fine after they did the three cost to add it to your hand, except for Luris. <laughs> Clearly, because yeah. it's like, and it was it was still how long has it been since Wizards actually took the step to actually hundred percent change how a card effect worked, like a mechanic worked. When was the last time they changed yeah. a mechanic? Like an actual, honest-to-God errata? It's been a while. Yeah, because normally it's... Types. Oh, we're going to wait till one month before this set rotates. Mm -hmm. Then we'll ban the card. Um, but I've... I, it's been a very, very, very long time since I've ever seen them actually try to alter a yeah. mechanic. Which I think yeah. it works. I mean... I mean I play Commander, so honestly, I don't see a whole lot of companions mm -hmm. anyways. 
uh, except as actual yeah, commanders. Or just in the deck. So, yeah, which means the deck no longer has mm -hmm. that restriction. So it's not really a companion, it's just a good card for your strategy mm -hmm. at that point. So, yeah, I don't see a lot of companions and commander in general as a companion. We'll put it that way. Yeah, I think the but, only ones other than Lurus that were really being run a lot was Gyruda saw some fringe play. I think it's still a legacy deck. Um, and Yorion saw some standard play. As an yeah, as companion, as actual companions. Uh, I think Karuga, Karuga might have seen some standard play, but I could be wrong. They're just in the deck. It's all right. Companions, I still think, are not as broken as yeah. partner. I think <laughs> partner so is probably the most ridiculous uh, mechanic. That just warps games. And we're lucky that it's only in Commander. Yeah. Uh, and Battle Bond. Well, Battle Bond actually causes problems for some old sets, maybe. Uh, mostly the lands. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but partners definitely warp the game. Because it, take, it kind of diminishes Commander tax. Because anyone's playing one Commander... You kill their commander, they got that one commander. You kill this person's commander with partner, and normally partners are cheap as fuck to play anyways. They'll just play the other one. Like, depending on their strategy. But, like, I won. Who the fuck's idea was it to make Shakashima <laughs> yeah. a partner? Yeah, I fucking hate Shakashima so much, dude. <laughs> like, it's dumb. It's Oh, here, here's your one broken legendary creature. Oh, it's fine, because we're playing commander. No, Sakashima. Now you have two. What the yeah. hell? Emotional damage. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think most of the commander legends partners weren't too bad. Uh, there's a few couple really bad apples, though. <laughs> Sakashima is the the most rotten of those apples. Like, holy shit. Have you seen Sakashima Kodama? Uh, no, but I've seen Krakashima. Well, Krakashima's gross. Sakashima Kodama is it's super dumb. gross because you put one into play off of Kodama's ability. And that one triggers your other Kodama's ability, because it wasn't put into play off of mm. his ability. So you just dump your mm. hand. And then, yeah. Mm. Ugh. And, like, and in blue-green, it's not like you're not going to have a yeah. hand. <laughs> yeah. Because you're probably drawing exactly. the entire game. And then, yeah, Karkashima turns are just fucking 30 minutes. It's so annoying. And <laughs> yeah, then and then you board wipe. Well, that's the thing, they don't even have a board. They just go off, and then they, like, in... Sometimes they'll take a bunch of extra turns if it's not League, or they'll, uh... Just... Oh, oh yeah, that. Because Blue... Ugh. Yeah. Sakashima also being... And they got some kind of combo to draw cards every time they play a land, or, or draw cards every time that they play a permanent of certain mana costs, and it's just like, well, I'm just gonna keep dumping my yeah. hand. Or, or the biggest over one is over. they have the Magecraft yeah. guy from... Strixhaven that says whenever you cast or copy a spell, draw a card. Yeah. Ew. 
It's ugh. Um, but but don't you have to play the cards off of? You just put it into play off. Oh, of I was talking about right? I was talking you about Kar- Karakusakishiba. Yeah, Kodama, Kodama's oh, yeah. the. Ugh. They do like whatever something ETBs draw a card, and then you just churn through your deck. Um, there's not too many land ETB draw cards. A lot of them are play a land draw card, which thank God. That that was caught. Uh, that's that's honestly, I think partner. Like I said, it's a bit dumb. Yeah. Um, however, uh, partner with really yeah, I cool. love partner with absolutely fair. A little bit underpowered sometimes, mm-hmm. actually, but it's fine. Um, Crab and Regna, for instance, really cool. Um, Friends Forever, really yeah. cool, because it limits itself to creatures that were designed to be with each other. Um, but partner when they keep printing new partners is getting a bit ludicrous yeah because the the thing is like if you print a set and there's only two bad partners right so let's say it was in this case in commander legends it's not just kodama and sakishima it's more suddenly these cards are a problem with every single other problem card from a previous set of partners like Thrasios, Timna, and it just becomes it, it escalates. I, I think Wizards knows this. I think we'll probably not see too much more partner. Um, <laughs> I believe. <laughs> I believe. Uh, but I think Friends Forever like effects where they're just going to need to use a different wording will be interesting they'll need to use a different wording each time where it's like a set of ten cards that can only be used together. Like original partner, where it was only like, I think those eight or so cards from that commander set. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There was, no, there, there was, was ten. ten. Yeah. There was two partners per commander. Exactly. Deck. Perfect. And so like, just small sets of cards that can only be used together, I think are great. Or, and if they want to do stuff with pir- with a partner... Um, you know, maybe, like, the uncommon partners from Commander Legends. None of them were really too gross, but they do make a nice accent to other stuff. Like, Malcolm Keen-Eyed Navigator and stuff. So I think if they want to do partner, again, they need to make very... They need to do a very good job at making sure that it's... None of them are too powered. Uh, too overpowered. Yeah, Yeah, on their own. Like, but I feel like sometimes they just try to make chase yeah. cards. That's no, that's that's yeah. totally right. I think, <laughs> I think Sakashima is a great example of that. I think there's a reason that card's almost forty dollars now. And uh, but Commander Legends, I think, even with that being said, was a huge win of a set. It was. I feel like it was a fair yeah. set. A lot of cool stuff. There was a lot of cool stuff. Mostly, it's available. Mm-hmm. So it's not like limited print run. So that kept the price from getting way too high. Because if they did it like they normally did for like Modern Horizons 2 or, or whatever. Um, I feel like Commander Legends card prices would have been ridiculous. And the meta would be much more hateful than they than they are right now towards mm-hmm. some of those cards. Um, 
Yeah, I think I was talking to AJ, and I was like, other than, like, the top five most expensive cards from Commander Legends, everything's under, like, $10, $15. Like, even Opposition Agent's pretty cheap now. Yeah, Oppo Agent's kind of a yeah. I feel bad playing it every time. Uh, I don't feel bad the first time he's active. I feel bad when he sits there and stops people from tutoring to deal with him. I don't even play him as a flash in most of my casual games. I'll play him on my I'll play him on my turn. What a what a declaration! <laughs> yeah, deal with this. <laughs> I mean, all it does is really just say, "Hey, you you got to deal with this if you want a tutor, or you can feed me." Yeah, if he said ETB like, the next time somebody tutors, you tutor their deck instead. I think you'd be cool. I hate how he shuts it down for the rest of the game. It's really fucking rude if you, like, um, I stopped myself from doing it, but the other day I had a chance with my high tower. Um, I had Awaken the Erstwhile and him in my hand. So I could have cast Awaken the Erstwhile and then responded by casting Oppo Agent. So literally no one would have any cards in their hand. And if they wanted to get an answer, they'd have to search for it. Mm -hmm. But they wouldn't be able to. They would have to top deck an answer. And that was, I was like, nope, this is when I stopped playing Flash on Opposition Agent yeah. for casual. It's a bit much. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh is right. Yep. It's um, kind of how I feel about that. Oppo is a great card, though. Yeah. Just, you gotta be careful. Because it's, it's, Ooh, buddy. He's definitely a dick. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I guess, do you have a special uh, shout-out card for this week? Because uh, we said um, we were going to do that, and I feel like we keep forgetting. Oh yeah, we, we always try to do pet cards, and sometimes we forget. Um, like, honestly... Mm -hmm. Opposition uh, <laughs> No, no. Um, I know, you go uh, first. Yeah, I'll go first. <laughs> uh, this is a card recently I've been meaning to pick up for a while. And I'm sure you'll remember this card. Um, I've been meaning, ever since it's come out, I've been like, ah, I'll wait for it to get out of price, I'll pick it up. And I got this in that trade I was talking about. Um, it's called Doom Whisperer. Uh, yes. The Scry guy. No, not Scry. Yes, surveil. I think you actually talked about him in a deck list, one of your deck lists recently. Um, of, of wanting him, but I yeah. don't have him. <laughs> uh, yeah. Three black black for a creature, nightmare, demon, 6-6, six, six, flying trample. Um, and then, so already actually, five mana for a 6-6 six, six flying trample is just good. Like, not in commander, obviously, like, but, you know, decent stats for the cost. Um, and then you can pay two life and surveil too. You can do this as many times as you want per turn as long as you have life. And surveil, it's kind of like scry. You look at the top two, in this instance, because it's surveil too, you look at the top two cards of your library, then put any number of those cards in your graveyard and the rest on top of your library in any order. So it's scry, but instead of the bottom, it goes in the graveyard. So I play a lot of reanimator decks. So filling my graveyard is a good thing. So uh, you can do this to pay 20 life mill 20 cards even and then 
since it costs no mana, you can do that right before you cast uh, Living Death or Rise of the Dark Realms and just have put yourself at more of an advantage. You can do this to filter so you know you get a land drop on your next turn. Um, the only real uh, problem that you're going to run into is life, obviously. And that's what I like about this card, is it you get to gauge how deep you want to go and how hard you want to look for something. And there's so there's a little bit of skill checking, there's a little bit of running that fine line so you don't just get burnt out uh, by your opponents. Uh, but yeah, it's been... For a while it was above $20. I think you can pick up some now for around... I think it's floating around 15 to 10 depending on where you look. Um, it's a great card. If you play Reanimator, I'd run it. If you like to play um, with the ability to manipulate your deck, I'd run it. All in all, just a solid uh, nightmare demon for you. Absolutely. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I'm trying to honestly think of a card of that I've seen the last couple weeks that I would suggest to people that's not black. Um, because, you know, if you do a black card, you do a black card every week. Well, we're running out of options. Uh, no, we're just kind of dull. Um, well, my black card is definitely Dredge oh, the yeah. Liar. <laughs> uh, three and a black. Each opponent chooses a creature in their graveyard. And then they put them into play under your control. For four mana, mm -hmm. possibly getting three creatures is freaking phenomenal. So that's freaking awesome. For four mana? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. And your opponents get to choose, but you're still getting yeah. dudes. And if they're playing dudes that are bad, well, okay, then Dredger Meyer's bad. But normally you're going to get creatures that are good for something. Because otherwise they wouldn't play them, right? Yeah, and you can politic <laughs> with your opponents. Oh yes, Dredge yeah. of the Mire, especially if yes, if they have like <laughs> e if they have like a noxious gear hulk in their graveyard, and they have something you want destroyed, that they also might want destroyed. You can talk to them about it. Yeah, I can see that. I think it's a super sick card. Um. I think I'm going to pick up a card here that I'm mentioning. And it's honestly, it's two cards um, that um, are going to kind of ping together in this kind of way. Because two of them are, they're mm -hmm. both green-white. And uh, the first one is Mirari's yeah. Wake. Uh, card's really good. And granted, it's kind of like a Cage Sun or a Fist of Power, a Gauntlet of Power. Um, it doubles the mana you produce, gets your creatures plus one, plus one, and it's kind of absurd. And the other is Aura Shards. <laughs> Aura Shards is, like, the ultimate loaded gun. It's, it's like, okay, if I want something blown up, all I have to do is get a creature to hit the field. Yeah. And it will immediately get targeted as a threat <laughs> and uh, eat removal, um, you know, and people should definitely play removal. If I have to say anything for this episode, my pet cards are removal. I, I don't know. I don't want to tell you. Yeah, good removal, removal spells. Removal is great. 
but I did have a lot of fun this week with a actual removal commander. Um, first time getting to play it, I and I really enjoyed playing Massacre Girl. I had someone ask me after I said, "Hey, I built Massacre Girl." And they, they said, "You you built Massacre Girl?" And I was like, "Yeah." And they're like, "Are you okay?" And I was I was like, "Yeah, I'm I'm fine. I'm just I'm ready for some heck and murder." Um, <laughs> Like no, like no, but are you all right? And like, soon, <laughs> very soon. No, I mean it was. It's a fun deck, though. I mean, I had to get a bunch of stuff out, and I'm built around killing all my own stuff to kill everybody. Like, Do you, seems that's great. how you killed me in our uh, last game on Wednesday. Exactly, <laughs> too. Made me regret drawing that card and losing that life. <laughs> My man. <laughs> yeah, I think Massacre Girl is super sick for a deck. I think I think she, first off, needs to be run way more in people's 99, just as, like, a good board wipe. And then... Yeah, definitely. In the in the command zone, I think having a bo- just a board wipe in command zone can be pretty good. Like, as a deterrence. Um, I think she's definitely overshadowed by Meat Hook Massacre. Yeah. Uh, because both of them stick around after the fact. Um, Mihook Masker is kind of more like a Black Sun mm-hmm. Zenith, in a way. But her, like, I've built up triggers to just keep generating things in the long run to cause more death and devastation. Her ability doesn't have to kill the things during the turn she came into play. Like... If I came in to play wipe thing and then I generated some tokens, I can sack tokens to make mana like the Eldrazi Scions, and that will trigger her during that turn. <laughs> and basic, her ability says if any creatures dies during the turn she came into play, she gives everything minus one minus one besides herself. It doesn't matter how they died. Oh god. Oh no. It doesn't matter if they had minus one minus yeah. one from her. So you just get to keep... Oh, that's super cool. Yeah, so when I generated those Scions, and then I sacked them for mana, that adds more triggers onto the stack, and I end up with the mm-hmm. mana. I don't have to let them die to her. I can kill them however I want. And keep getting... That's pretty cool, I think. Hmm. That's interesting. And I'm playing, so I'm playing a lot of aristocrats, a lot of death token generators, and a snake basket because it's funny. Um, but I'm also playing a lot of spells that give Masker Girl an undying effect. Oh. Like undying evil and things like that, so that when she does die, I can bring her back into play and she starts going off again yeah because she, yeah she is one of those commanders that after you play her it's kind of awkward to do anything with her after that point because she just kind of sits around and hit, hit you for a <laughs> <Ford. laughs> time baby yeah she does have menace though so you know maybe you get in there yeah if anything yeah. survives <laughs> yeah I think she's super cool I think she's also 
doesn't really have any other commanders you could run that are similar to her. Like, I guess... I think there's a couple, like, ETB destroy everything commanders, but she, like, kind of... In some cases, you can, like, pick and choose to save your stuff. She, uh... She's pretty cheap for the cost. Like, a lot of those commanders are, like, huge. I can't even think of any off the top of my head. Uh, I know there's a white one. That'll blow up everything else except Yeah, themselves? there's, like, a couple white commanders I know that, like, ETB destroy all other creatures. Something like that. Or they give themselves indestructible, yeah. you know. But Masker Girl doesn't care about indestructible. She gets yeah, around which is, that. Yeah, which is also a big part. That's that's a beautiful part. But yeah. All in all, I think uh I think your black deckless, I mean what other It's a bit you have right now. You don't have like a spirit arcane deck. You can run like Infernal Kirin or whatever it's called. <laughs> it's I've been looking at that as one of my <laughs> of options. Of course, yeah. Uh, either in either Infernal Kirin or Kyoki. <laughs> um, they're on the list for possibly spirits. I'm looking at Timothar for vampires yeah. because he seems really mm -hmm. interesting. Um, shit. Uh, I've got a... Let's see. I'm going to do Obnixilus for Landfall. Yeah. Uh, I just recently built Chainer for Reanimator, so it's silly. Um, guys, as far as that goes... Definitely get yourself a uh, ruthless uh, technomancer. Oh, it's just way stronger than you so think. Good. Everyone says, "Oh, but Dockside's way better." Yeah, but start bringing back your Dockside with a ruthless technomancer. Yeah. Let's fucking go. Um, um, I I was trying to design a Nadier uh, Miara mono black elves. Mm. There's just not a lot of black elves that are worth it. Yeah, they're all black green. The best ones are black green. Which So I'm kinda eh on that yeah. one. Feels bad, but you, have you run have you ever tried Torgar, the famine guy from uh Return to Dominaria or whatever it was called, the twenty sixteen Dominaria? <clears throat> oh, you mean just the the blank? No, no. He's like he's like a big number. And then black, black. And then when you cast him, you can sacrifice any number of creatures, and he costs like two less for each creature you sack. <coughs> and then when he ETBs, one target player's life total becomes half their starting life total, rounded down. <clears throat> eh, I could do that with um, with uh, <laughs> the the time spell where someone pays half their life, where I take an extra turn. Uh, that kind of that kind of commander is this kind of like. I have to pick one person, yeah. and I I don't like to build around one person. Like even my Voltron deck is partners, because that way I can kill two people mm -hmm. at once. Well, with two different Voltrons. <laughs> what I think is cool about him in specific is it doesn't say they lose half their life. It says set it to half their starting life. Yeah, that's fair. I would. I would end up wanting to play things like Necrologia or Necropotence. Oh, and like target yourself with it? Oh. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That would be how I have to go that, but that's a weird strategic investment. Yeah. And it's down the road. It's a possibility. For sure. Uh, 
I was thinking about building rats because all the new stuff in uh, mm-hmm. Kamigawa. But I think I'd still want to go with Patron of the Nazumi. <laughs> just, just cause he, you can sack a rat to give him flash to cast it with flash, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, they have the uh, the patrons yeah. from the set that they came out in. Uh, you sack the creature type that they like, and they gain flash. And then they have some pretty interesting effects, like the goblin one is silly. Um, patron of the yeah. hockey, yeah. <laughs> uh, but before I build another black deck, I'm just, I'm gonna be really seriously working on the friends yeah. forever decks because. I want to build them so that I can sit down and say, hey, you guys are new. Uh, let's play a game of Arch Enemy. Uh, each of you pick two of these, and they'll be your commanders. Shuffle their each of their 50 cards together, you know, so that all seven of the Friends Forever have 50 unique cards in their deck, so none of them will have mm-hmm. overlap. And then they'll play against uh, the Mind Flayer as an Arch yeah. Enemy. That'll be fun. And you have the, uh, what's it called? The Stranger Things stuff for them. Yeah. I do now, yeah. <laughs> yeah, super excited. <laughs> and it's going to be my first true dip out of black. Yeah, some like of them. I did it for Chainer Chainer a little bit, but. Eh. Some of them. <laughs> I didn't really stick with it too some long. Some of them don't even splash black, right? Uh, no, there's a bunch of them that don't have yeah. black. Uh, there's green, white, red, blue, red, white, uh, Grixis, red, black, blue. Uh, mentioned the black, white already. Um, yeah, I think that's, uh, I'll just pull out the words. <laughs> Why am I guessing? <laughs> yeah, so there's a red, white, a blue, red, black, white. Red green, blue white, black red blue, and green white. Yeah. So it's definitely a lot of uh, variety. Yeah. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six different guilds, and one uh, shard. So a decent bit of variety. <laughs> Yeah, and being able to and building them so that they'll mesh together—that's going to be. Does the shard one eleven? Does she have friends forever? All right. Yes. I don't know if she was also separate. The only one out of that box that didn't was the land and. Yeah. Where are you putting the land? I guess is the question. Uh, honestly, I'm thinking about putting it in my feign tokens. Hey, tokens. That's not bad. Uh, maybe. Maybe when I pull a new one, I'll pull the new one in Fate. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, but but probably uh, going to go in the black-white one. Because the black-white one actually generates a lot of mm-hmm. tokens. And it would give the black-white uh, partner Payoff. some reanimation. Because yeah. he's... Uh, he, out of the black ones, uh, he's... The, one of the few that cares about making clues. Or he, he makes clues on his own. So I wouldn't necessarily have to use the land itself every single time to generate a clue. I would use that. And so Will the Wise with uh, with the land. 
would probably be the pairing. Because Eleven doesn't care about clues. She cares about having yeah. a big hand size. Which I could use the clues to get there. Oh, yeah, that is a good point. But, and none of the other, none of the other uh, ones besides Eleven have black besides Will. So it would I would put it in Will's deck because he makes his own clues. Yeah. I'll at minimum get one. I think this will be pretty cool though. And then for a little thematic thing you can do. Yeah. It's it's gonna be fun. And even if I'm not playing Arch Enemy with people, I can mix and match them together and have more variable games. You know? Definitely for when I'm playing on spell table, when I can't play my usual black shenanigans of taking other people's cards and using them against them. Yeah. But my my primary card investments are still going to be in my uh, my mono black decks. <laughs> I'm only at 17 right now. I mean, it's there's okay. like what a hundred black commander decks you can play. Gotta pump those numbers I mean, up. I, my it's not really about uh, having as many commanders. It's for me. It's having each of the strategies, yeah. like a reanimator, mill, draw, discard, Voltron, uh, infect. Uh, you know that, mm -hmm. like that. So I've still got elves, landfall, spirits, arcane, life game, vampires, rats. You know, those are the strategies I have right now. That I'm looking at, and I'm just like, when I when the new when new strategies arrive for Mono Black, I'll try and design a deck for that. You know, once Aetherborn Tribal finally gets printed. I mean, you could kind of during Kaladesh, just wasn't yeah. enough. I think we had the one board, and that was it. But <laughs> yeah, there was like one creature. Yeah. That cared about Aetherborn. Hmm. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have a lot of fun uh, diving into some of the new cards outside of black and seeing what kind of shenanigans I can find that I haven't seen at tables since I've been back in November. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be interesting. Uh, and it'll give me a little time to brew more black while I get to play more of the cards that decks have already brewed. <laughs> and tinker them and upgrade them a little bit. I got a, I managed to pull a scroll rack for Nashi. Ooh. Still working on creating a win, win condition for <laughs> Nashi. But um, I can definitely manipulate the shit out of mine and other people's top decks <laughs> right now. It's just... Uh, I also had to, I had to get a win. Yeah, it's, it's just so good. Because... Uh, the whip of Erebos, definitely I need it because, like, she eats her life total so fast, and I, I just it's hard. I may move some of the unblockable creatures out of there because it's hard to get Nashi back in my hand to actually make use of Ninjutsu mm -hmm. for her. So I think I'm just gonna be going more on the lines of. Uh, creating wall things to keep me alive or lifelink and stuff like that. So that may be where the error in Nashi's ways for me right now is. Is yeah. that my creatures are built on unblockable and, well, only one of them really cares about hitting. 
and it's in the command zone. And she doesn't have commander ninjutsu, she has just ninjutsu. Yeah, that's her biggest oof. So I guess you just have to run a bunch of, uh... What's it called? Unblockable stuff, but it's not even that many for you, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and even then, Nashi doesn't come from my command zone. I would still have to get her to my hand for the ninjutsu to matter. Having other ninja stuff to bring her back to my hand, but I'd rather hit with her. Yeah. If I get unblocked, I'd rather hit. And I'd probably just need to go more into the scry, surveil, and uh, explore options like I was designing around to begin with. And just not worry about my other creatures being unblockable. Just worry about getting her out and making her unblockable. Mm -hmm. I put mine, mine leecher in there so I can mutate her. <laughs> another another fun give her card. Flying. <laughs> yeah, flying, and when it mutates, I uh, exile the top card of their decks, and I can look at and play those cards. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty fun. You know? I may not be able to cast them because, you know, mana costs, but still. Yeah. But I'm probably going to end up cutting out, like, the Dothies that I threw in there, and Pharopod, and Tormented Soul, and... Yeah. 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 Because it's just so hard to get your commander to your hand on black. Yeah when I want her to stay in play and hitting people. <laughs> it was definitely interesting looking at a bunch of, like, horsemanship and stuff and shadow creatures. There's, there's actually a lot of cards in black that can be unblockable. Um, unfortunately, the best ninjutsu commander is black-blue, and blue has just generally better unblockable options. But, you know. Say yeah. <laughs> yeah, all in all, though, uh, I think we're looking for a pretty good future for deck building. I think Capenna uh, is going to spice up some most of our decks, because, surprise, surprise, I think the majority of the... Yeah, it's, it's Triumph, the majority of the tribes have black for you, um, and then demon synergy. Um... Yeah. So yeah, I think we're going to be in a pretty good spot here. Um, we're coming up on an hour 45. One of our longer episodes, and we kind of just rambled yeah. a lot. But, you know, sometimes that's just fun to listen to. You know, just take a break from, oh, we have a strict content list we're doing today. No, we're cool. Yeah, we're just I guess it's important to note, we didn't even think we were recording today. Uh, my flight got moved from Sunday, the day we record, to Saturday, so we were actually able to. Um, yeah, hell, last week we almost didn't think we were going to record either. Um, <laughs> we were, we were lucky because, we did too. <laughs> uh, kind of lucky we managed to, uh, because your computer decided it wanted to be set on fire right there at the end. Oh, oh did, that's I, did I tell you what happened with that? <laughs> uh, no, um, I don't think so. So it wasn't, oh my god, it wasn't my computer that was smoking, it was the wood desk underneath the computer. <laughs> oh. oh my god, it was awful. It was not good. <laughs> so, 
Wow. Yeah, so there's just um, a bird on my table. It's not too bad. <laughs> that's kind of funny, <laughs> in a way. Yeah, I, the table's been yeah, up to uh, hell, that, though. That's interesting. So, already. Yeah, uh, probably just need to get yourself one of those things that elevates your uh, your computer off of the table. Yeah. Right. And that'll give it more <laughs> air, so it probably won't even heat up as much. The thing is, I don't even use that. I, I have two laptops. Um, I just forgot to bring my good one. Like a stupid fool. Yeah. <laughs> I can see that. I mean, I'm, I'm not arguing with you <laughs> at all. <laughs> but yeah, I guess, uh, do you want to wrap it up here? Uh, it yeah. seems like a good spot. Uh, we definitely had a good conversation, chilled out, relaxed, you know, nothing super mm-hmm. serious. Um... Probably next week we'll do some actual deck text or something. Maybe I'll have a couple of the friends uh, lined out. Uh, maybe not built yet, but you know, give some ideas and other colors and how people could look at some of these color combinations. Possibly, yeah. Who knows? But I'll definitely have uh, a template for how to build like partner combinations that you can just slap them together and go. At least that's the plan. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not trying to tell people exactly what to put in their deck. I'm trying to help them. My opinion is, is I want to help people create better decks or, you know, have more consistent decks, even if they're not exactly. strong. And, and that's the thing. It's like, uh, it, it's, it's less of like a rule and more of just like, a, I don't think anybody minds getting recommended new cards. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, I think my deck building, I need to finish up my Guy Ruta deck. I just need to put the lands in it. Um, other than that, I'm working on Edgar Markov White Black Vampires, because I got a bunch of those uh, Dracula altars from Crimson Vow. And I'm super mm. excited for that. I fucking love Dracula. I need, to, I need to pick up, see if anybody has that sealed secret layer from the Dracula altar stuff. I mean, yeah, it was pretty It was cool, cool. but it was so <laughs> expensive. I'm not paying. And the cards in it were not worth that much. Yeah. I mean, was 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 the Godzilla secret layer all at once? Or was it separated? The, the Godzilla the only Godzilla secret layer was the basic land one. Um The uh, the Dracula one they printed like a set of specific cards. Let me see if I can uh pull it up past sales uh i think it was from their october super drop yeah this should be it showcase Gilles, 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 midnight hunt read the fine print gosh no no this is from the it'll be the one after the october super drop so no that's extra life the extra life secret layer was super good too was it really part of the mischievous one Wait, what did, I don't know. It was it was like they had like separate cards. I think they had like Dracula's coffin was Grafdigger's cage or something. It was mm-hmm. like uh, they were all technically like reprints. Yeah, they were I all think. reprints and stuff. It was just more of the Dracula stuff from uh, Midnight from Crimson Bow proper. Yeah, still really cool. Yeah. Art, 
like really sick art. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, see, I've got it. Yeah. So it was it was only three cards, right? And thirty dollars. So it was uh, Hunger of the Ancient One as Exquisite Blood. Uh, why is the thing not ending? Dracula. All right. Well, I can't actually read it. Never mind. It's fine. It was just some. Oh, so exquisite exquisite blood got reprinted. Yeah, it was exquisite blood. In that, that's what you're saying. Yeah, which is the huge one. Uh, Phyrexian Tower, which is great, and the Knight's Whisper was the third card. Here, I can send it to you on Discord. Mm. Which is like those are those, that's decent cards. Your Knight's Whisper isn't great, but Phyrexian Tower and Exquisite Blood are pretty good. Yeah, and with really cool art, I could see that being a thing. <laughs> but thirty dollars for three cards from a secret layer is a lot. I don't know. I mean, I think Exquisite is back up above that again already by yeah. itself. That's a good point. But I don't know if I'd play it is the thing. Or is it Exquisite's when they lose life, it's, you it's... gain life, right? Yeah, right. maybe not. It's like double lifelink for stuff. Could be decent. It's the, it's the other half of all those cards that do Sanguine Bond yeah. effects. And that's kind of, eh. I'm not a fan. It's just, meh. It's not a real win strategy, you know? It's just, I put two cards in play and you die. Eh. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Sick. But that's just me. Yeah. <laughs> um... But yeah, with that being said, uh, check us out on Twitter, uh, RSS. We have a link to our Discord there. Um, yeah, I actually made a, a really easy uh, way to find all our stuff. It's uh, linktr, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash L-O-T-E-C. It'll bring you to our link tree, and it's got our Discord, our Twitch, uh, a YouTube, uh, which we're working on, uh, <laughs> a Discord, you know, and ABU Games Story Play at, you know, things yeah. like that. So that's Linktree. Uh... Linktr.ee. Uh, it's weird, but it works. <laughs> link, link. So it's linktr.ee lowtech slash, slash lowtech. Low yeah. There we are. Don't worry, everyone. I'm positive I told him about this before. He's just reiterating how easy it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah. Well, I'm we're, I'm role playing somebody who's uh in that lost position, you know. So so it, we can yeah yeah. <laughs> of yeah. course. Stairs. <laughs>